When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. TC Live with you on a Wednesday night in Big D, one of five tour stops around the globe this week. And after everybody was united down in Australia, the tennis world has scattered once again to the four corners of the globe, from France and Austria to the UAE, the red clay of Argentina, and the heart of Texas. Coming up on the show tonight, Big Foe is in Big D. We'll show you how the number two American did against one of his countrymen who's been red hot lately. On the women's side, American Alicia Parks won her first title last week. Why not make it back-to-back? A certain Ukrainian player had something to say about that. And we appreciate your loyalty to Tennis Channel, but you're going to have to watch an awfully long time to outdo Florence Siegel in her 11th decade as a tennis junkie. That is really cool. That's it. Paul, you've almost been watching that long, too. I knew that was coming. I I couldn't help myself. It was my birthday yesterday, but he gets the old jokes. Welcome to TC Live with the Hall of Famer Tracy Austin with Paul Anacone. I'm Brett Haber. So, look, you you looked at the schedule in Dallas tonight, right? You said, oh, easy opener for Dennis Shapovalov against that Wu Yi Bing guy. Isn't he the guy who missed three years with injury? Um, He looked pretty healthy tonight. No, he can play. I did some research today watching his trajectory with his tennis, and he's just had a rough go. He hasn't been able to stay healthy. I mean, the guy won three challenger tournaments, hasn't been able to play uh, for periods of time, huge chunks of time. Won the U.S. Open junior singles and doubles. Uh, won two rounds in the U.S. Open last year. This kid can play. Yeah, and I think what's really important is the confidence that he was able to build last week in a challenger event in Cleveland. And, yes, it's the challenger level, but winning four matches and even losing in the final seven, six, and the third to the American Kovacevic, that really boosts your belief. He came out here today firing. It looked like he believed he was going to win. We saw how good he was when he was a junior. He swept the U.S. Open junior singles and doubles. Sven Grunefeld coached him for a little while. He doesn't coach just anybody. And now he's starting to manifest his talent in the pros. So more on that a little bit later. But we want to start in Dallas from earlier in the day. All-American showdown between Big Foe and Mackie McDonald, who, remember, took out Rafa down in Australia, Paul. He sure did. And he just, you know, one of the tough things is he just flew in from Davis Cup in the Ukraine. So and boy, were his arms tired. Exactly. His arms and shoulders were really tired from that flight. But did a great job just to get here. And uh, Francis was terrific from the start. Got the early break and that relieved some of that pressure so he could just swing away and that's exactly what Tiafo did winning the first set six games to one all Mackey needed to do is try to get out in front in the second could not do that Francis broke first game again relieving the pressure freeing him up on the service games look at the athleticism the movement and just covers the court finishes with an easy volley I'll tell you what guys Francis Tiafo 14 in the world right now look out 2023 if the over under was an hour Here's hoping you took the under 58 minutes. Foe, back home and happy about it. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed it. I played really well today. Um, I, <laughs> um, yeah, I haven't played uh, in a couple weeks, and um, I'm really determined. You know, I had a 
you know, short Australian Open, and I wanted a much better Australian Open, so I'm definitely coming in here hungry, and um, yeah, I'm just happy I was able to put on a good show for you guys. It's getting to be so that Francis Tiafo is the most popular player at every venue he plays. This is what he's done this year, 8-1 and one with this win today, the only loss coming to Hatchinoff in Melbourne. And, and so, look, he's the number two ranked American now, guys. Only Taylor Fritz is ranked higher than Francis Tiafo. Tracy, what, if anything, is standing between Francis and winning a major? I don't think a lot right now. I, I, what I love the most in the last year couple of years is just his discipline, his professionalism, working with Wayne Ferreira. We all know how Wayne works so hard, and I think he's really convinced Francis to eat better, to train better. Just everything is uh, more professional, and I think he also wants it, and he got that taste at the mm. U.S. Open mm. last year. You know, big win over Nadal and getting to the semifinals, and that crowd. That he, he seems like every match for him is a home match because he really gets the crowd eating out of, out of his hand. Um, I think he wants, wants it. He really wants it, and that's the biggest thing, the biggest yeah, factor. Yeah, I think that's the biggest thing, too. He's just buttoned up. You know, I mean, Francis used to have an occasional habit where mm -hmm. some of the errors would come in buckets, right? And we'd see them at big moments. We'd see them at four all or five, six, and there would be three quick errors. And, and some of those little habits that you think aren't that important off the court and in preparation are really important because sometimes sloppy life leads to sloppy tennis. Mm -hmm. and, and in a big moment, you need to make sure you're really clear thinking, you pick the right shots, and he's doing all the right things lately. And, and by the way, it's not just when Francis plays in America that it feels like a home match. No. Remember in Portugal, okay. he's like the, the adopted right. son down there. He's I did that match against Sinner. Right? He was absolutely, yeah. he was losing, and somehow he riled up the crowd, and he was like, whoa, this is kind of fun. I think I want to stay out here a little longer. You'd have thought he was Portuguese. He's a citizen of the world, and he is in the top 15 now. Let's move along to Dubai. This field is so amazing. Last correct entry, 37. So if you're 38 in the world, you were qualifying this week. Yeah, and this is Ostapenko who got off to a very quick start. Actually had a 4-1 lead, but had a sloppy service game to get broken. So then they go into a tiebreak. This is two power hitters. This is Ostapenko, one of her three set points that she had. But that's one of 28 winners from Zhang, just 20 years old. And she is so impressive. She's got so much firepower. And one of eight double faults for Ostapenko. And 10 all in the tiebreak. Boy, that was costly. Didn't get up real well to that short ball. Sends it long. 12-10. Don't see too many tiebreaks. 12-10. Very tight and not quite as tight in the second set. Zhang, who has been coming on strong for the last 12 months, she's always had that powerful game, but now she's much more consistent, has much better shot tolerance, just believes in herself, believes that she can play at this level. And a very straightforward second set. Nice win for her. Ten aces, one double for Zhang. One ace, eight doubles for Ostapenko. Remember, Ostapenko's defending in Dubai. American Shelby Rogers, that's how deep this tournament is. She had to qualify, and she's into the quarterfinal. Uh, did such a great job getting through qualies. And Shelby on a quick court is so difficult to deal with. Really had a tough start today. Lost the first set six games to four. Contevay playing some terrific tennis. Shelby goes nowhere, though. Second set gets up this early break. Starts to find ways to use the power tennis to get Contevay on her heels. Nice job in this second set getting through 6-3. And a good start to the third. Contevay started to look a little wobbly. We wondered uh, what was going on with her. And uh, unfortunately for Contevay and for 
her fans and her team. Yep, folks, that is a back injury right there. Been there, done that. That is no fun. And here at 3140 Love, that's about it. That's all she can do. So a terrific job for Shelby Rogers. Tough Rogers. luck for Contivate, but uh, Shelby's doing wonderful this week. First top 20 win for Shelby since last August. So here's the top half of the draw in Abu Dhabi. Only seed to lose in this half so far is Ostapenko. You saw that. Uh, Tracy, who's the favorite to come out of this half? Well, I'm thinking Kazakina. Kazakina has really had strong results for the last year. Kudamatova is always tough indoors also with the big serve. You know, that's what's so tough about women's tennis right now. There's so many that come, can come through. It's unpredictable. All right. The uh, other women's event this week is in Linz, Austria. Birthplace of the Linzer Tart, for those Ooh. who like a good jam-based nice. pastry. Good I like that. I, I don't believe Maria Sakri has ever been near a Linzer Tart, guys. Just a bunch of weights. Yeah, no, just, just the workout room and the tennis court. And she was on it today, 4-4, love 40, winner cross court. To get that break of serve, she goes up 40-15, serves out the first set, then started to relax a little bit, used that firepower from the back of the court, feeling comfortable and confident. And uh, we got in a nice discussion about whether she or Stefanos would be first to win a major. And I'll tell you what's a coin flip. I want the Stefanos. She has all the skills in the world, no reason she can't. She just has to go over the metal, mental hurdle and just relieve some of that pressure she puts on herself, just like she did today. Great job. All right, so Asakri takes out the lucky loser, gets into the quarterfinals, saved all six break points that she faced, and moves on. What about Alicia Parks coming off the title in Lyon, trying to add to it against Kalinina? Yeah, we were very curious about Parks and whether she would have a little bit of a letdown after such a physical week, but we forget the mental part, the emotional part with her first oh. title. With that wild overhead, gets down the double break in the first set and loses it 6-2. Starts, Park starts to find her way in the second set. A much better rhythm. Points start to be extended a little bit more. You see not only the power, but the versatility here from Parks. Really good in the forecourts and good finesse with the drop shots also. But this is break point down now for Alicia Parks in the near court. And just so wild, really errant backhand there. I think she must have been a little bit tired. Kalanina, Kalanina you've got to give her some credit, though. A lot of variety, drawing Parks in. Nice scrambling as well. And then another miscue on the overhead, and she gets the win. Kalina celebrated her 26th birthday yesterday. She celebrated tonight because, you know, people who are born on February 7th know how to party. I'm just saying. <laughs> Alicia Parks, we have to tip the hat even in defeat because she has had a heck of a couple of months. She won those two 125s in December. She's raised her ranking 99 spots from 150 to 151. She's won 16 of her last 18 matches. That's a pretty good stretch. So that's a good news story. We have a little bit of a disturbing news story concerning the world number two, Anz Jabur, who announced today that she is just heart sick to have to miss both Dubai and Doha. Parts of the world that are very important to her, the most accomplished Arabian player in the history of women's tennis, because she's having minor surgery. Tracy, she didn't specify what body part the surgery was on. Now, that's a big loss to those tournaments. It really is. I think it was a knee issue in, in Australia, but uh, so didn't say specifically what it was. And I think she knows what a role model she is in that area of the world and how desperate she is to play there, to do well. So I'm sure it must have been so difficult for her, but... 
if you have to do things, you get healthy, you get back out there, and uh, she's loved around the world. Yeah, that's first and foremost, get healthy, right? Two words I hate to see together, minor and surgery. Yeah. Because anytime you see the word surgery, it's going to be tough. But look, just get healthy. She had a great year last year. She just needs to get fit. And we'll see her back there soon. I've been told that the only minor surgery is surgery on somebody else. Yeah. If it's on you, <laughs> it's not minor. So we wish the Minister of Happiness some uh, quick healing. Lots more to come on our Wednesday night TC Live. We'll show you some highlights from the indoor hard courts in France and Dallas. Plus, Tennis Channel's celebration of Black History Month continues with a look at the origins of and the members honored in the Black Tennis Hall of Fame. Much more on TC Live. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. African-American history is American history. Throughout Black History Month, Tennis Channel is proud to present stories of the game's black men and women who have served as trailblazers, trendsetters, and pioneers. That proud history includes those who broke new ground in a sport not always accessible to African-Americans. To educate the public and shine a spotlight on black tennis legends, in 2007, Dale G. Caldwell founded the Black Tennis Hall of Fame. In its inaugural induction ceremony, the hall immortalized iconic players, Althea Gibson, Arthur Ashe, Lucy Diggs-Slow, and Tally Holmes, as well as contributor Reverend W.W. Walker, whose crucial early support of black tennis included the creation of the first interstate black tournament in 1898. The 2021 Hall of Fame induction welcomed Jimmy Horace Horn, Tina Kurwaski, Alvin Pendleton, Dr. Elizabeth Okongo Odera, Frank Adams, Leonard Johnson, Dr. James B. Ewers Jr., and Malibu Washington's father and former coach, William Abraham Washington. The Black Tennis Hall of Fame continues to preserve the history and illuminate the stories of those who for so long have gone unknown. These men and women are continuing a proud tradition, embodying the best of the game while paving a path for future generations. Now, on top of all of that, the Black Tennis Hall of Fame has a traveling exhibit called Breaking the Barriers. And you can arrange to have that exhibit visit your community tennis center or really anywhere in your community. Go to blacktennishalloffame.com for more information. You can see all of our Black History Month tribute features at any time on tenniscanal.com. Our celebration continues tomorrow on TC Live. When we come back, a, a frightening fall in Montpellier today for Hugo Umber. Show you how that happened and how he's doing. TC Live back in a moment. Back on TC 
ACC Live, and we are now just four weeks away from returning to this beautiful setting. Biggest stars in the game coming back to Indian Wells next month, and Tennis Channel will be there with exclusive first ball to trophy lift coverage. It starts Wednesday, March the 8th, continues through Championship Sunday, March the 19th. Every day begins with TC Live. Pre-game show at 1 Eastern, followed by 12 hours of match coverage only on Tennis Channel. All right, back to the highlights. Day three, Montpellier, France, and Alejandro Davidovich Fokina did not want to win like this, Paul, against Hugo Humbert. Yeah, this was shaping up to be a great match. Look at the first set from Humbert. Great fast court player, a lot of power, so many weapons. I've been waiting for a big breakthrough. He wins the first set six games to one. And Davidovich Fokina does a nice job in the second set, up 5-3 here, serving for the second set. You think that it might be over, but look at the Frenchman. Beautiful forehand comes in, puts the overhead away, back on serve we go. Gets into the tie break and gives Davidovich Fokina a heck of a lot of credit. Really good effort. Right there, that's where it all goes bad. Cringe when you see this, folks. That is so tough. Look at Davidovich Fokina. Hustles over there. Jars the right leg right there. Almost a hyperextension of the hip or the knee. And uh, he could not continue. So great to see Davidovich Fokina over there helping him early on. Tried to play one point, and I can't believe he even did that. But uh, I tell you what, it was hard to see. It's been a week of emotions for Umber. He won a live fifth rubber in the Davis Cup to put France through to the finals, and now this. But wait, there was more drama because. Tracy, Sasha Bublik was around. There's always drama with Sasha Bublik. There is, and Bublik let that pass go. It lands on the line, and then we go to the second set, and this is where Barrera actually has a match point, but nice dipping pass from Bublik to save it, and he wins that set 14-12 in the tiebreak. And so much talent on this court, and Bublik is fired up. Boy, does he go through some mood swings on the court. This is five love in the tiebreak. Now, Backstory of that is Bublik had three double faults in the tiebreak alone, so kind of not much effort on that return of serve, but a lot of effort on this racket break. Five times, and that wasn't quite enough. We need to go for four times on this racket. He's doing the Baghdad. Oh, he's got one more. One more and another four for this. This would break my shoulder. I would need surgery. It wouldn't be minor surgery. And he decides to go play a few more points, gets three of them, but then the ace, and it's over. Now, Bublik had 4-2 in the third, so he was upset, but that was uh, a little over the top. I think Yannick finds their guys for breaking rackets. He's going to owe some money after losing early. Let's continue with the highlights. J.J. Wolf brings the gun show to center court against How Do You Do Radu. Uh, that's exactly right. All box serving there, but... J.J. showing his weapons that indoor hard. He is so good with his serve. His forehand has so much action. He's looking to hit forehands as often as possible. He makes it such a physical match. So it was pretty straightforward in the opening set. And what J.J. Wolf has done so much better is he's just more consistent. He's got that rally shot now. The second set, Albot played much, much better. He was able to take it to a tiebreak. J.J. Wolf actually was up a, a break early in the second set, so Albot came back, pushed it here, but nice. Another quarterfinal for J.J. Wolf just recently got to the quarters in Australia. All right, he saved nine out of ten break points in this match, and he picks up his sixth tour-level win of the year. So here is the top half of the draw in Dallas. Paul, 
Would you like to give us a uh, first thought on the Taylor Fritz Jack Sock match? I can't wait. Going to be great tennis. Jack Sock winning a three hour match in the first round, and he and Taylor will tee it up tomorrow. Second match in the evening, and Marcus Giron playing Octa for the first match at 7 p.m. So we got a full day of tennis. Well, uh, we appreciate your loyalty watching Tennis Channel, but uh, there is one viewer's loyalty, loyalty who is fairly well unmatched, and we want to introduce you to this person right now. Her name is Florence Siegel. According to Florence's daughter, Elizabeth, Florence is Tennis Channel's number one fan on the planet. As Elizabeth says, some seniors watch the news, some watch soap operas, but my mom watches Tennis Channel eight to nine hours a day. She played tennis a couple times a week until she got to her mid-80s, and last week, Florence Siegel celebrated her 100th birthday. Bravo. Elizabeth says that she is watching tonight at her assisted living home in Northern California, and we thought the least we could do for her loyalty is give her a big Tennis Channel happy birthday, and thank you, Florence. Thank you, Florence. Happy birthday. That's awesome. Happy you birthday. You are such an inspiration. Actually, I have a workout at my club where we have an 86-year-old, an 88-year-old, and a 93-year-old. So those are all my inspirations. They're still out on the court. It's unbelievable. You're at the top of the list, Florence. You are. She, not, not many people can say they saw Don Budge win Wimbledon. I, Florence is one of the few living tennis fans who can. So we tip the cap and say uh, thanks for watching to Florence. All right. Uh, don't forget that there is much more to come starting tomorrow morning at 6 a.m. Eastern on Tennis Channel. Another 18-hour day of live match coverage from around the globe. We start in Abu Dhabi, and then we add in France and Austria and Argentina and Dallas. TC Live wraps it up at midnight Eastern. Paul will be playing mixed doubles with Florence tomorrow <laughs> afternoon. I hope she's ready. Well, in addition to all the Tennis Channel match coverage we told you about tomorrow, we've got a whole separate slate of action at your disposal on T2. Additional matches from Linz, Montpellier, and Cordoba, hosted by our very own Jan Michael Gamble and CC Bellis. The six-hour window kicks off 8.30 a.m. Eastern, exclusively on your Samsung TV or mobile device. Hot shot of the day. Well, it comes from the nightcap in Dallas. Wu Yibing and Chapo. Just watch the defense here. There's a winner right here, right? That's a winner. Nope. Oh, that's a winner for sure. Nope. <laughs> Look at the elastic arms of Shapovalov. Still flicks it cross court. But this one, just, he gets stuck and he I, still hits a good ball. Amazing, right? Look, look, this is an unbelievable get. That's the way to be ready. One more ball, you never know. All right, uh, Wu gets the hot shot and the match victory. These are your feature matches on center court tomorrow. Uh, tip of the cap to Madison Brengel, a little bit under the radar, but gets a quality win today. Makes the second round against the Australian Open quarterfinalist, Vekic. Uh, help me on Marc-Andre. Is it Husler, Husler, or Hustler? I don't think it's Hustler. I'm calling it's, Okay, I think he, it's he Husler. Husler. Okay, and uh, the All-American match down the bottom. Let's start our previews with that. I, I asked the coach earlier about the sock Fritz match. You've actually probably been watching Taylor Fritz as a junior in South, Southern California longer than Paul has. He's about 10. Yeah, what's your take on that match? I think Taylor has such accurate ground strokes. The, the, the forehand, the backhand, he's going to be able to pinpoint 
the backhand of Jack Sock, and that's obviously the weaker side. And then when he wants to, he's going to be able to pull Jack over the forehand. Now, where you want to keep the ball away from is the center of the court. That's where Jack is most lethal with that forehand, inside out, inside in. And Taylor has the accuracy to be able to hit to the, to the sides. Mike Russell and I, out of a job now. That's pretty much <laughs> what you told 35 Taylor. seconds right okay. now, we're out of a job. All right, that makes sense. Uh, so we look forward to that match. Uh, in Abu Dhabi tomorrow, Elena Rabakina is playing her first match since the Australian Open final, taking on the former world number one, Karolina Pliskova. Uh, Tracy, I'm coming back to you. It uh, feels like Pliskova starting to get her groove back a little bit, maybe. She's played well in Australia, um, and, and so she's playing... I expect a lot of aces. Yeah. I mean, they're both have been the ace leader over the last couple of years. And funny enough, they played twice. Rabakina has won both times, hasn't dropped a set. But that's all going to be about first strike tennis. It's going to be linear, going to be hard to the corners. More offense than defense, that's the way they play. All right, uh, Rabakina, by the way, up to number 10 in the world after that run to the Australian Open final. Remember, she didn't even get any points for Wimbledon. She'd be three or four in the world if she had. Uh, last one we want to look at is in Montpellier, Holga Runa against Hussler Hustler. Um, remember, Runa had match points against Andre Rublev in the fourth round in Australia. I was going to ask you if you thought there'd be any scar tissue on that, and then I realized when you're 19... I don't think That's so. Short memory, yeah, right? And the younger. Well, I thought you said no scar tissue. Yeah. The, well, yeah. The younger you are, I think the less likelihood of scar tissue. I think because you feel like you're still climbing up that ladder, as Holger Runa is, right? Top ten in the world. But this is just the beginning for him. So I think he'll be hungry. I think he'll be eager. I expect him to have a big 2023. Um, Usler, Husler, and Usler, and Usler. <laughs> and yeah. all those They're guys, all playing. All of those guys are wow. playing. I, I just don't think he has enough to bother Runa. Runa's got too much power, so I look for Runa to get through that one. Runa did play a little Davis Cup last week. He won all three points for his Danish team. That's going to do it for us on a Wednesday night TC Live. Make sure you join us bright and early, 6 a.m. Eastern, for another 18-hour day of live out. match coverage. Out. Look out for the shrapnel out. when Publik is in the building. We'll see you tomorrow on Center Court.